welcome everyone to the third episode of Finding Your True Self with Hans Kloosterman. I'm Ejanta, your host, and I'm here with... Hans Kloosterman. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if you are excited, but I, but I already know the answer, so I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> no, because I'm very quiet inside, because I just uh, did my first uh, web- webinar mm-hmm. uh, with you, and uh, that will come live this week on uh, my own uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so I just gave yoga, meditation and pranayama, so I'm very in balance. You look very in balance, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit slow. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You you look very, very happy, yeah. very content. I think that's the good word. Well, if you do yoga, meditation and pranayama, you make a lot of uh, hormones, positive hormones into your system. So everybody becomes happy of yoga and meditation. And it's a good replacement for all the the, the joints at, uh, and you know and all the other things people are using. Oh, you mean like uh, drugs and stuff? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So because when you do joints, you make also some positive hormones, mm-hmm. and uh, people uh, like that, of course. But it's more healthy to uh, to do yoga and meditation, and cheaper. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> well, I depends <laughs> depends which joint you're buying. <laughs> So uh, there's a name for the happiness hormone, right? Yeah. What is it again? Well, you have four happiness uh, hormones. Oh, okay. And um, maybe we can do that in another episode. Uh, yeah, we should episode. talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a good idea to talk mm. about that later. Yeah, so because uh, yoga meditation is proven in the blood and in the brain what it's doing to you. Yeah. And which parts are you're developing and what is coming in your blood, which, uh, you know, you lose a lot of toxic, you increase a lot of... Yeah. Uh, like serotonin and uh, endorphins. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I recognize some of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they also have a, they all. Uh, you have four happy hormones, and they all have a specific uh, goal, and they also come free in mm-hmm. a specific part of yoga and meditation. But I think that's a whole episode yeah, uh, yeah. on itself. Definitely. Because now was the theme perfectionism, no? Yeah. So um, about today, so uh, we had a couple of people who listened to the um, last episode. Well, episode hopefully. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make them for nothing. No, exactly. To inspire people to a healthy and happy lifestyle. That's yeah, the mission. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there were some questions, actually. Okay, cool. Because the last episode was a special. So we touched upon a couple of topics, actually. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of the questions actually came from a good friend of mine. Yeah. Because, you know, she was like, I'm not going to email it. I'm just going to ask you directly. Yeah, perfect. So uh, in one of the in one of the topics we were talking about is success. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to success, she was like, yeah, I think it's I think you guys are right about success, that it's not, uh, you know, only you related and stuff. But I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So I find it difficult to accept certain things mm-hmm. as um, as success, while the people around her, uh, the people she's interdependent on, see, mm-hmm. I learned that word now, <laughs> <laughs> those people, they, um, you know, they, they might perceive something as successful mm-hmm. for her, and she doesn't. Yeah. And then, um, basically, her question was, how do you deal with perfectionism? Yeah, well, I think in uh, the Western world, a lot of people are unsatisfied uh, because we look for the max in achievements. And um, if there's never um, an end period or there is never a max, uh, you always want to go further. 
and the expectations of yourself are very high, then there's always disappointment and there's always, um, well, not happiness. So I think to have realistic goals is important and also um, to bring satisfaction into your body and mind. So also learn to celebrate if something is going well. Because when there is too much, when there's perfectionism, I think to be in, to can, if you can relax your perfectionism, uh, then you come in a nice middle. Everything which is too perf perfect, if you have those expectations to yourself and others, then continuously there will be disappointment. So um, it's not very wise to um, be a too-too perfection, to be a perfectionist. Um, it can be, of course, a positive thing that you have eye for detail, but when it's too much and you can't enjoy life and you can't feel happiness and you can't uh, celebrate your little uh, achievements, which are uh, nice, then it's not working for you and actually you're continuously suffering. Okay. So to let go of the perfectionism, to relax it. And I was a perfectionist, so <laughs> <laughs> I was a perfectionist and continuously, I think, to, because I'm now uh, 56, but uh, when I was young, because under perfectionism, there's always fear, yeah. fear of not. So we always look at the cause in Buddhism. Why are you on the, why are you a perfectionist? And that's in my case, it was because uh, my father never saw me, he never complimented me, and I, ne I didn't feel good enough. So then you're going to be a perfectionist, do your utmost best to, um, to be seen, heard, and felt, which is a basic need of people. So that's why the Vipassana meditation or the analytical meditation, question yourself, why am I a perfectionist, yeah. and how can I relax that? and make it more in, come more in the middle way, then it will bring you automatically more happiness. So one of my methods was the new affirmation in my mind that 80% is good enough. Like just now, we recorded the webinar, yeah. and um, I saw very long cords on my, uh, on my trousers, right and I thought, oh, that will, will not look nice, so I did it in. Then you said, oh, that we have to cut out, that we have to cut out. I said, no, just leave it in yeah. because 80% is good enough. So after a year of continuously saying when I overdo it, but first you have to notice with yourself that you can relax your pattern and become more an observer of your perfectionism and then ask yourself, hmm, what is now pleasant, unpleasant, and how can I change it? And for me, one method was to put the new uh, positive affirmation in my mind, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, just as a personal mantra, I'm good enough, I'm good enough, and also 80% is good enough. So when there's now, because I'm dyslectic also, mm -hmm. so when there is some uh, fault in language or whatever in my newsletter, I think, well, it's only one fault, 80% is good enough. And otherwise, I'm continuously be busy of, um, I'm too much busy, in cutting the film, cutting my own film in life, when everything has to be perfect. So then I become a prisoner of a pattern, I become addicted to my perfectionism, and I'm forgetting to be satisfied and enjoy life. And, and to, yeah, well, to enjoy life. Okay, so basically, if I understand correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, but 
what you're saying is that being a perfectionist, mm -hmm. it doesn't really fit into a mindful lifestyle. No, is it? Well, if it's serving you and you become very happy with it, yeah. just do it. But, but it if you if, if you can't, time. no, if in my case, I couldn't enjoy life because yeah. I was con continuously chasing for perfectionism and nothing was good enough. Yeah. So then you're never satisfied. You're never happy. Yeah. And um, so so happiness is also about relaxing your uh, of being a perfectionist. Yeah. But again, you know, the Buddha says, just try to discover your own truth. Listen to this podcast and just reflect on yourself. Hey, how is it with my perfectionism? Can I enjoy life? And is perfectionism serving me? Is it useful in the moment or is it not useful? Because this is continuously the beginning question in Buddhism. Is something in the moment useful for you or not useful? Is it useful for you? And then, if it's useful for you, is it also useful for others? Because you can't damage people. And sometimes you damage people with your perfectionism. I have a girlfriend, mm -hmm. or actually now I had a girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Um, and every time she came to my house, in the, the first 50 minutes, she changed 12 things. Oh, oh the wow. plate is not right. Oh, the glass is from uh, the Hema and not from this beautiful brand. Uh, oh, the napkins are from paper and not of uh, Lynch. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm making her dinner and because she's a perfectionist, she is making remarks, why is your uh, coffee from, uh, you know, the supermarket and not from Nespresso? But I'm cooking dinner for her. So yeah. actually after that dinner, I didn't have a very good feeling because of her perfectionism. Yeah. Maybe she had a very good uh, experience because she always also put me down of it because yeah. of her perfectionism but I didn't have a very good dinner and I told her that hey you know it was your birthday I cooked for you I took you to ballet yeah. but you're continuously having remarks on things in my house which are not nice yeah because of her perfectionism also she said why do you live in such a um, ugly building oh my God. and for me the building is okay yeah. okay it can be beautiful because I know what's beautiful yeah uh, but I can let go my perfectionism. That's why I'm now in the middle of somewhere with my income and middle of uh, perfectionism. And, and the middle way is much more happy. This is what the Buddha is, is preaching. <laughs> uh, but in my experience, it works. For me, yeah. it makes me more happy. That sounds very relatable because, um, you know, I think everyone has that, those moments in their life. Of course. Yeah, we're human. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. um, because okay, so this is something I learned from you um, before when mm -hmm. you were doing uh, we were doing the webinar, mm -hmm. and you said that um, uh, advice that is like you know that people don't ask for so unsolicited advice basically yeah. that it's not a good thing, no. and I think that most people who like actually you, like it's violent, Fine, it's violent, really? yeah. Can you explain about that a li little bit more? Why is it violent? Well, I'm a trainer in non-violent uh, uh, communication, yeah, yeah. mindful, compassionate uh, communication. And of course, um, you know, in the early, uh, when I was younger, I all had those mistakes. So yeah. you just become more aware, more aware, more aware. People train me also in non-violent communication, mm -hmm. some mindfulness trainers. And uh, then I realized that I was very violently, actually, as a person because I see everything, because I'm mindful, and I'm also telling everybody what they can do and change. But that's, that's projecting my truth, my world, on them. Who says yeah. it's, the, it's first is their 
space that that person can receive yeah. comments. So you have to ask actually, do you want to have some feedback? Mm-hmm. And is there space now to give you that? And sometimes it's not useful to give it in that moment. Then the people has the, has the choice of free will to say no. So if I continuously see from out of my perfectionism in the, uh, 10 years or 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, well, what I see, like my girlfriend did, yeah, it yeah. made me very unhappy. Yeah. And it didn't contribute to a very nice atmosphere. Oh, okay. So I have a question about that because I so was... So do you give a lot of unwanted advice to your brother, mother, boyfriend? Uh, boyfriend? Well, I think that sometimes I do, actually. That's why I'm actually... Why you know, do you, you, why do, you do it? To be honest, yeah. I always... Um, when I do it, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing this to help you. Yeah. But now I'm very much doubting myself. You're not God. Yeah, exactly. This is what my teacher says. You're not God. Yeah. Because I was teaching everybody or telling. When I'm teaching, okay, yeah. you know, it's something of else. Of course, yeah, yeah. But in, in free time, and then still, um, in free time to tell everybody how they should uh, act. And actually, that's a trap. When I teach people also in the eight-week uh, program, yeah. then they become uh, more aware, more aware. They notice more yeah. things, what's pleasant and unpleasant. You learn them non-violent communication. And they're going then after that, they're going to point to everybody, hey, you give unwanted advice. Hey, you're very opinionative. Yeah. Oh, you give a lot of opinions. You're very judgmental because they're going to recognize it. But that's not uh, a very nice thing to do. So in nonviolent communication, you talk only about uh, from the I message. Mm-hmm. So I need, um, I need to be treated with respect. I need it to uh, not uh, that people, uh, I don't like judgments. I don't like uh, that uh, you point out for me things what, and I didn't ask for it. So, uh, but again, there's you in it. So it's it's very difficult not to point fingers continuously to others what you want. It's yeah. more to nicer to point three fingers to yourself and say, hey, this is what I need. Can you help me with that? And what's your need? And then you have a nice dialogue out of the heart. Yeah. But continuously projecting your truth on others becomes very tiring. So instead of saying, I want you to do this, it's better to say, I need this. Yeah. Will you help me with it? That? Okay. Yeah. That's that's much nicer and yeah. much more lovable and kind mm-hmm. than I want. My ego wants this and that. Yeah. And you just have to do it. It's very top down. Yeah. Okay. So so if you say this is my need, can you help me? Do you have time in the moment? Then there is a space in the middle where you can interact and also get to know the other person where they are, if they have time, if they have space to receive everything. Yeah, okay. That's and a it, good point. You're and making, it's perfect yeah. if you make faults in it, but it's nice It's nice if you have the desire to be a nice person. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Well, and, and actually now I'm, now I'm also in the trap. Now I'm projecting my world on others. If people are uh, happy with themselves and they don't want to become more conscious and they are very happy, very unaware, but very happy. Mm-hmm. Why should I teach them uh, to, to become a better version of themselves? Because they're happy if, already. If, yeah. if they're happy and satisfied, don't change people. Yeah. Don't okay. change your projection or your world on others. So I have um, a question about this um, with actually an example from my own life. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend mm-hmm. and I can see that he's um, getting a bit 
uh, how do you say that, a little bit depressed. Mm-hmm. Each, you know, he's a bit more depressed these days than um, he used to be. Mm-hmm. And when I told him, like, you know, I can see that you're a bit more depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to get some help for mm-hmm. that? Or can I do something for you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, no, no. I'll deal with it in my own way. Mm-hmm. And that was fine and everything. But now we've been, um, you know, doing this. Yeah. He's been on the same road for a while now. And I can on which see road? On, the, on the, you know, being a little bit more depressed road. Okay. So I was thinking, how can I, like, should I, first of all, should I tell him, hey, you need to do something because I can see that you're not happy or should I, should I just let him be? Because when someone is happy, it's easy to, t- to say, okay, you're happy, whatever. I don't have to say anything. But what do you do when you see that someone's not? Well, everybody has a choice. To choose to choose to be helped or not be helped. Yeah. So um, so f- if you have an, any like you, you have a very nice heart and you want to help your friend, mm-hmm. but uh, everybody can be helped. But if they want, if they don't want to be helped, it stops there. Yeah. So everybody has a choice to accept their unpleasant situation and to make it more pleasant. But if there's no motivation, yeah, then you just um, then you just stay there in in uh, the negativity. But of course, it's a very nice desire for you to be happy and that all your friends and all yeah. living beings are happy because this is what the whole day we Buddhists do: we make ourselves happy and we yeah. make other people happy who want to receive that. But if they don't want to receive that, but again, I would I would do it in the non-violent communication, like. I would just first point to myself, hey, I become a bit um, uh, depressed myself when I see my good friend uh, not is a bit of suffering, when he's a bit of suffering. Yeah. I feel, um, I feel sad about that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my need is to make myself and my best friends happy. This is my need. Yeah. And uh, can I help you with that? Do you want to receive some help? And uh, when they say no, yeah, it's their choice. Everybody is choosing for their own film. And um, up till a point uh, where you think, hey, this is not going the right way. And now I'm fearing for his life. Yeah, then sometimes out of love, you can be the you can have the role of um, let's say uh, a very lovable parent, Mm, and just bring in a specialist or whatever because you think, oh, this guy is uh, robbing himself for his life, and I don't want that. And then you can uh, do some severe matter. But if that person is still very sane and healthy, and uh, then then again, it's his choice. And uh, this is what I also see in my practice. You know, a lot of people come to me at the end and they were, have visited psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, and they still are very depressive also with, with um, medicines. And uh, so then I'm asking the question, yes, I think what you're asking, I can help, but do you really want to be helped or are you attached to suffering? So you really have an, an you have to have a motivation to go to happiness because everything can be solved. 
in the family line with system calls, uh, family constellations or whatever. So if that's already long in the line and also physically, there's a lot can be done. Uh, if we can't do it uh, with the spirit, then sometimes I need, of course, also a psych um, and, um, psychologist? Yeah, psychologist or a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes the mind just doesn't open. So then I have to have some, bring in some uh, medicine to, to work with such a person. When they're so depressed, uh, then sometimes I can't, they don't have the energy to change the mindset or whatever. So sometimes you need some medication. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's always the choice of a person. Yeah. So you can continuously uh, repeat that, repeat that, but then the person become will become more isolated, will isolate himself probably more and more. That's yeah. an assumption. Um, so first you can tell uh, what it's doing to you. That's yeah. very honest. That's and then and, and then and uh, then that person because then you're human and then all the art and you talk from the heart, and then the other person is listening. If you're going to start with pointing fingers, then they go out of the connection. They put their heels in the ground. And um, so that's why I believe in this nonviolent communication, which is based on uh, a dialogue from the heart. Okay. I mean, it always makes sense when you say stuff like this, but now I have to apply that in my own life, right? Yes, because we have patterns. You learn yeah. it. I learn it from my parents. You learn it how to communicate from your parents, your mm -hmm. friends. And uh, now we're just mirroring each other with examples of uh, how we're dealing with so, yeah. um, some kind of uh, situations. And that's why I never point fingers anymore. I just tell people what I feel and what I need. And then I hear what other people feel and need. And then we just try to compromise and come to a solution or, mm -hmm. uh, or a better way of understanding together. And then we make appointments at the end. We make it smart. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think uh, in, in companies and in private life and in relationships, communica communication can be much more uh, kind and compassionate. I believe that too, especially in like the business world, right? Because yeah. the theme of, of today is uh, perfectionism. Yeah. So when your boss, for example, mm -hmm. expects perfection, mm -hmm. how do you deal with that? As like um, you know, a person who is very um, mindful mm -hmm. of in their lives, how do you deal with that? Well, I think the same way. So if you uh, have a manager, which I was when I was twenty-seven, <laughs> I think I was horrible because I was such a perfectionist and tell everybody what they didn't do, they didn't do right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I was not very loved when I was that kind of manager. And also, I was continuously projecting my world on them. And uh, so now I'm just only ask what I need and I'm asking open questions to others what they need. So there's more a balance between me and the other person. Mm -hmm. So if, um, if I would be um, an, an employee and my manager would be like that, again, I would say, hey, um, I become first be vulnerable. So. Uh, hey, I I feel un I have an unpleasant feeling about um, all those uh, details uh, I have to do because uh, for me eighty percent is good enough. Yeah. Uh, so my need is uh, not go into a max of perfectionism because then I can't work efficiently and it takes a lot of time. So um, can you help me with that? That 
um, for example, those uh, remarks uh, about uh, those comments on, on my work, uh, can we find a middle way? Because now it's slowing me down. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it's not so important. But of course, I also want to reach your need because you're my boss. Yeah. So how can we find a middle way which is, uh, which is nice um, and still workable for both parties? Yeah, okay. And then yeah. you have a nice discussion. Mm -hmm. And mostly the manager says, oh, I didn't know. And it's good that you tell me. And of course... I also want you to be happy in your work and I don't want to uh, be um, treat you violently because of my perfectionism. Well, then you have good luck uh, <laughs> when you have a manager who is very uh, top down yeah. and he say you just have to do it like this. But that's that's yeah, then I would just uh, if it's not possible and you, you try to communicate that a few times, then I would say go to another apartment or, or another department yeah. or another culture because in this time in this century we all need servant leaders um, yeah um, so horizontal leaders who are seeing everybody yeah. and the big egos and narcissism of uh, the, the um, of the old-fashioned managers who are only uh, doing things top-down yeah that's really from the last century and not from this century so then you don't have the right manager yeah it's 2020, man. Come it's on. It's 2020. <laughs> you know, everybody were becoming more horizontal. Everybody yeah. has studied here. Everybody wants to be heard, seen, and felt in what kind of layer in the in the hierarchy uh, you are. Yeah. So, uh, but still, there are. I think. I think. <laughs> when I'm realistic, I think 80% of the companies or 90% are still very top down yeah, and not very so. horizontal. Yeah. And that's really a pity. So I worked on you know, 15 years in my recruitment company and we reached 100% uh, happiness with all the employees. And then I, um, or colleagues and partners, actually employees we don't use, we didn't use in our culture. It was more all, we were all uh, partners mm -hmm. and they all shared in the profit. So I became from very top down, very horizontal, and then everybody became very happy. Uh, so this is a model which I developed and uh, so that's why I sold five years ago my company because what can you do when everybody's 100% happiness uh, happy and I sold it to the to the to the partners to the employees yeah you told me about yeah. that you sold it back to them right? yeah so it's their company now yeah yeah but back to perfectionism yeah uh, sometimes it's useful but I think uh, uh, you have to uh, relax it yeah uh, because otherwise you become a bore for yourself and you become a bore for uh, others and uh, but it's nice to have eyes for detail and uh, I'm but also in this company where I work with you and yeah. I work with your colleagues I'm, I see that I have a lot of eyes for detail yeah but, but uh, 10 or 20 years ago I would say it very directly and not with a nice voice and now I say I need really um, that if a newsletter is go out and I'm dyslectic that you read it yeah. before it goes out can you help me with that because a lot of people are giving back to me that they think I have a role example, and when they see a lot of faults in my newsletter, uh, they give me back that's not so professional, and that's for some people a reason not to come to my retreat. Yeah. So, um, so that's now I'm just uh, telling you, and also you, and other and other other people in your com in this company, the social marketing company, what I need, and if they want to help me with it. But that's much more kind yeah. than I said. You have to do this, and otherwise you don't get your bonus. You know, that's the that's what I said <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, 20 years ago. 
but that's uh, then you rule on fear exactly and, and now i rule on kindness yeah and sometimes i just ask you or uh, your colleague or partners uh do i have the right tone of voice um did i say it in the right way because you learn every year yeah and when there's tension sometimes i also fall back in old pattern because uh -huh. there is when there's tension you always um get back to old patterns this is how the spirit works yeah so there has to be a kind of relaxed uh relaxedness in your uh, body and mind to develop new patterns and to change patterns so that's also why you say that if you want to change something you have to start small right absolutely yeah otherwise the soul won't accept it the spirit doesn't accept big changes because we're attached to patterns but every day if you have the right wish to become a better person or to communicate less with violence then you can make steps and when i can easily say when it's when i'm to you not nice or whatever i can also say directly hey i think that wasn't not the right tone mm -hmm. of voice yeah. sorry for that but i'm i'm improving myself because yeah. i'm a teacher in uh, non-violent communication and what you practice what you teach yeah. but sometimes you know i'm human i'm not i'm not perfect uh, but if you can then just every day make some make things pure and uh, be vulnerable the whole day from your heart it's perfect to make a mistake and then say hey sorry and uh, we try again uh, next time yeah okay. so don't punish yourself that's also too perfectionist thing. i always feel like if you being too much of a perfectionist mm -hmm. it's sometimes um yeah it is a bit like you're punishing yourself for not being good enough and mm. stuff yeah. while actually no one else is really looking for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for all this insight, Hans. Oh, well, it's lovely talking with you yeah, and I love uh, that. it it doesn't cost any energy because it just flows. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> maybe I didn't have the right uh, answers this time, but we just do our best to inspire yeah. people and uh, to reflect on yeah how how is my form of communication and am i am i a perfectionist where is it coming from is it perfectionist always comes from a kind of fear fear to fail or not good enough or well there are different um, um there are different sorts of uh, fear but this is nice for this um, podcast that people can reflect on it why am i sometimes a perfectionist what is the deeper um layer what's the deeper cause of my behavior okay, okay. So i think we can end it with this yeah yeah and uh, next time we know the theme already for next time or no i'm gonna surprise you again okay yeah, thank I you i like surprising <laughs> you <laughs> so okay. there you have it perfectionists you know be nice to yourself and uh, look inside instead of out outwards of yourself if you have any comments or questions regarding this podcast, you can always send us an email at podcast at H-A-N-S-K-L-O-O-S-T-E-R-M-A-N dot com. That's podcast at Hans Thank you and we'll see you next time.